But you don't mean to say that you couldn't love me if my name wasn't Ernest. But your name is Ernest. Uh, yes. When last we left our heroes, Jack and Gwendolyn, they were locked in a delicate dance as to whether Jack would reveal his true name to his true love. In the last episode of Two Real Guys, we talked about how to shoot a scene from the importance of being earnest in order to bring the true meaning of it out. Today, in the thrilling conclusion to our story, we'll see how the editing can fulfill what you brought out in the shooting. On the next episode of Two Real Guys. Hi, I'm Norman Holland. And I'm Larry Jordan. This is part two of a two-part episode, taking a look at a scene from pre-production to production through post-production, what we call the first cut. See, I've been waiting and waiting to find out the conclusion to this two-part episode. And I should mention <laughs> that we're shooting this episode before we actually shoot the scene. Quite common, right? Well, <laughs> we aim to please here on Two Real Guys. All right, so you can relax now, Larry, because all will be revealed today. I hope so, because you know, Norman, I've heard stories from directors about how the first cut screening is the most traumatic thing they've ever experienced. Every single thing that's wrong with their film comes to the front in this cut. Oh, I've never had that happen on a film that I've edited, but I think that success comes because of a number of things, but the primary one is that I've always felt that this first cut is the editor's time to put forward his or her version of the story, right? So I'm shaping for a story. I always spend a ton of time trying to understand that story before I even screen that editor's cut. Well, that gets to a, a question I've always had. What is a first cut, or what is a, an assembly cut, or an editor's cut? This is the first full cut of the film, the first time that anyone is seeing the film put together top to bottom. Now that's an important step because it forms your impression of the film from that point onward. In assuming that you have time to do any recutting at all, you need to have an idea of how the original script works and what doesn't work. It always astounds me even now, like 100 years, more than 100 years into the history of cinema, we still never know for sure what's going to work and not work in a script. I guess that's what uh, makes film an art rather than a science. Where does a first cut fit into the art? I mean, it helps us see the story that we actually shot, and sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not. Uh, we need to make sure that what we're feeling on screen is a story we always wanted to feel. We're going to have many more cuts, of course, as we refine that. We'll do a second full cut, third, fourth, fifth. On a typical feature, we'll have one or two dozen full cuts of the whoa, film. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I dream of being able to edit something twice. A dozen cuts of a film? That's right. On a feature film, that's where we try and go. It's why they take six, eight, ten months to edit. In a typical TV show, of course, uh, there's not time for that, but we'll try and get four or five, it always can get better until someone takes a cut and grabs it away from <laughs> us. So what goes into the first cut? Well, the biggest thing for me is that the editor's cut should contain all of the dialogue lines and the action as described in the script 
in the order that it appears in the script. In other words, all the dialogue, all the scenes, everything, even if you know that it's not gonna end up in the film? Well, you never know, right? I mean, I think that the director is owed a version of the film uh, that he or she shot, right? So yes, I'd say everything. Now, of course, there are some exceptions. I've worked on films where the director has told me to drop some dialogue because we never got it right, uh, so then I'll drop it. The first cut will help the director and the editor start to figure out what's working and what is not working in the project. Mm -hmm. You know, it constantly amazes me how things that you knew just absolutely wouldn't work just work out fine when they're all put together. So let's take a look at how the editors might put together their first cut of the importance of being earnest scene that we shot last episode. Well, let's start by taking a look at the dailies. Well, no, wait, not yet. First, let's remind ourselves what the scene is about. This is a trick question, isn't it? I mean, Ever. the last time we decided that we couldn't do that until we knew what the whole film was about. Right. There's no way that you can tell me the story of the scene without telling me the story of the entire film, right? Good point. So what's the film about? What we call here the log line. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean that anytime I have any kind of creative discussion about any scene, I've got to start with the description of the movie to the director and then talk about the scene? I mean, at what point does shorthand become relevant? I don't need to have long discussions, but it's got to be up there in my brain. What's the log line? What's the scene supposed to do? Now that we're sitting down to cut the scene from importance of being earnest, let's remind ourselves what the log line of the film is so we can figure out what the scene is supposed to do. The importance of being earnest, he said, restating the plot, are two young gentlemen, Jack and Algie, living in 1890s England, have taken to bending the truth in order to put some excitement into their lives. Jack has invented a brother that he named Ernest, whom he uses as an excuse to leave his dull country life to visit his crush, Gwendolyn. All right, and then Algie decided to take the name Ernest when visiting Jack's young and beautiful ward, Cecily, at the country manor. Oh, and things get very complicated when their deceptions are discovered, though ultimately everyone ends up with the person they love, when they learn that it's better to live with the truth than to live with a lie. <laughs> Knowing that about the whole movie, then we realize that this scene was about Jack, and how he sets up the lying that is going to throw him into the complications for the rest of the movie. Then we decided where the lean forward moment of this scene was when Jack realizes that he's gonna to have to continue lying and being earnest in order to be able to keep Gwendolyn for himself. Mm -hmm. So let's start cutting. No, 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 not yet. Let's look at the dailies first. <sighs> Define dailies. Okay, dailies are the material that I get from the previous day's shooting. Uh, some people call those rushes as well. So the idea is you shoot on Wednesday, by Thursday I've got it all. Those are dailies. So if possible, I like to look at all the material for that particular scene at least three times, ideally. Once, I look at them before I screen with the director in a daily screening. I like to then look at it a second time with the director and a third time right before I cut the scene. So I, I don't know how anyone could edit a scene without looking at all the dailies, but if you've got hours and hours and hours and hours of footage coming in, yeah, I understand you have no time to edit if you looked at everything three times. But I still like to look at everything I possibly can at least once before I start. For the editors who don't, uh, many look at all of the footage as they're editing. So. Can we look at the dailies now? Let's look at the dailies now. <laughs> Miss Fairfax, ever since I'm... Give me a beat after it. Still going. 
Ever since I met you, I have admired you more than any girl that I ever met since I met you. Yes, I'm well aware of that fact. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Do it again. We live, as I hope you know, Mr. Worthing, in an age of ideals. My ideal has always been to marry a man by the name of Jack. No. <laughs> Ernest. <laughs> So we know that we want to accentuate that lean forward moment. So how could we do that in the editing? Well, I could have dollied in tighter on them here, but I didn't have the money for a dolly track. Oh, we could have used a steady cam. Yeah, that's cheap. Oh, forget that. I had a jib arm that was in my imagination. It was no good anyway. So what I decided to do was to shoot it three ways. We've got the wide shot to set the geography of the scene. We've got the over the shoulders to set the relationship between the two characters. We've got close-ups to set the emotion. Mm -hmm. So then we basically want to structure them and say, the person who gets the first close-up is usually who the scene is about. So I know that Jack's going to get the close-up at the lean forward moment as he realizes that he's going to have to keep lying for the rest of his life in order to keep Gwendolyn. So that means then I've had to have come from the over-the-shoulder shot before that. So now I can sort of back-time things and, and figure out that's, the, that's the, the shape of the scene, right? So now, I don't know, is the shot of Jack on long enough before he says his line? Well, that's where you really have to look at the entire scene as mm -hmm. a whole, and that's where your first cut comes in, is you, you, you edit it, and you put it together and see how it works. And you start to say, am I emphasizing the emotion or am I not emphasizing? You know, we could cut where, oh, where, the, where he's looking at Gwendolyn, and they take that step forward as he's attracted to her, and then we could do a looser shot as he steps back when Gwendolyn rejects him. We've tried lots of different things here, right? So then when I think I'm done with the editing process on the scene for the first cut, uh, I go back and look at it all again. I ask myself, does it really help sell that moment? Do we really understand Jack's arc from being in love with Gwendolyn to realizing that this love comes with the price of lying about his name? And this means that we'll want to be on Jack for most of Gwendolyn's speech so we can see that emotional change. We are re-editing, even before we're done with the first pass here, right? Editing is all about re-editing after all and re-editing until you don't have any more time. So, so <laughs> right. what happens when we finally finish re-editing on this first pass? Can we show it to the director then? Well, no, probably. Uh, we've got all of those audio tracks down below in our timeline here, right? So I want to make sure that the cut feels like a real movie when I screen it for the director. So I'm going to smooth out all the audio as best as I can and add any music that I think may help the story of the scene, like we talked about in episode 17 last season. And now? And now we're ready to screen for the director. So here's part of it. It's Fairfax. Ever since I met you, I have admired you more than any girl I ever met since I met you. <laughs> yes. I'm well aware of the fact. And I've often wished, in public at any rate, that you'd been more demonstrative. We live, as I hope you know, Mr. Worthing, in an age of ideals. My ideal has always been to love someone of the name of Ernest. The moment Algernon first mentioned to me that he had a friend called Ernest, I knew I was destined to love you. You really love me, Gwendolyn? Passionately. Darling, you don't know how happy you've made me. My own Ernest. But you 
don't mean to say that you couldn't love me if my name wasn't Ernest. But your name is Ernest. Well, yes, I know that it is, but supposing it was something else, do you mean to say that you couldn't love me then? Ah, that is just metaphysical speculation. Well, really, Gwendolen, I must say I... I've never much liked the name of Ernest. I don't think that the name suits me at all. Oh, it suits you perfectly. It's a divine name. It has its own music. It produces vibrations. Well, to speak quite candidly, I, I think that there are many much nicer names. I think Jack, for instance, a charming name. Jack? No, there's very little music in the name Jack, if any at all indeed. The only really safe name is Ernest. Oh, Gwendolyn. We'll be back with a tip right after this. This first cut is the only time that the director will see the film for the first time. So you have to make sure to guard those first impressions and to remember them <laughs> 20 cuts down the line when you're not finding the film as fresh as you used to. Focusing on the underlying story is the most important thing as you're creating your first cut. My name is Larry Jordan. His name is Norman Holland. And thanks for watching The Two Real Guys. Mm -hmm.